I'm Chancel. Today is January 10th, 2021, and you're tuning into Mommy Talk, the podcast that discusses life beyond being a mom. Uh, This is our second episode, and if you heard the first, then you'll know this is a show that's not about kids. Uh, Yeah, I may discuss my kids every now and then, but for the most part, this show is really meant to give moms a moment of relief, a moment of reflection. Um, I want you to leave feeling restored or empowered. Um, I just feel like there's many podcasts out there um, that share, you know, cute stories about um, adorable kids, and that's great, but this one isn't it. (laughs) If you want to hear the opinions of me and some of my closest mom friends on random topics, uh, this is indeed where where you want to be. Um, I just wanted to put that out there just in case there's a listener um, wondering, hey, when is she going to tell the latest story about potty training or PTA Chronicles? Um, Odds are, I probably won't, but I still hope you stick around and give the show a chance. So today's episode is sponsored by Cool Moms Club, a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to shop witty basics at an affordable price. From hoodies and tees to wine glass sets and totes, treat yourself by going to the site thecoolmomsclub.com and shopping. So let's get right into it, uh, starting with our two truths and a lie. Again, this is a game where I'll share three random scenarios and ask you to determine what's the two truths and what's the lie. So here we go. Oh, I should say this is a no judgment zone, so do not think of me differently after I read these. Uh, Number one is I spent $15 on a phone app for game credits. Number two, I took down all of our Christmas decorations. Number three, I woke up in the middle of the night crying that I had the wrong up. So which two are true and what's the lie? Did I spend $15 on the useless game app? Um, Have I packed away our decorations? Or did I wake up in the middle of the night thinking that I contracted COVID? I'll share the the answers at the end of today's episode. Okay, so it's another week. Another week we were able to survive. Thank God, you know, I I really say that um, in all seriousness. Thank God that we were able to survive. Uh, I read last week more than 4,000 people died in in a single day from COVID. Uh, So as this virus continues to spread um, rapidly, I just feel more than ever, it's it's a blessing to be able to say we made it. We made it another week. Uh, Prior to this pandemic, (laughs) I was aware of of my anxiety I was aware that I had stress but this p- 
pandemic and and everything that came along during the time of it um, it just brought those those feelings to a whole nother level um, I can't think of moments in the past where I intentionally did something to help really manage my stress I've I've learned to move things to the side or um, compartmentalize it but because of COVID um, and you know even the fears of of waking up and reading about yet just uh, another unjust killing of an innocent black person I just could feel my anxiety and my stress was climbing I could feel that it was getting up there and I felt that I needed to do something to to help me I felt that I needed to start practicing some coping techniques or mechanisms um, to help me face it Um, because from what I could tell I didn't think these mountains um, were going to move anytime soon um, so I, I just needed to deal with it. Um, and although that was, I feel like the heightened point was maybe around May or June of last year. Um, I've been able to control, you know, my stress levels and, and anxiety a lot better um, in 2020. Um, or as 2020 progressed, but we're uh, 10 days into 2021 and I feel that um, they're starting to rise again um, with the storming of the Capitol this week. And again, like I said, the uptick of COVID deaths Um, it's just a lot. It's been a lot to deal with. And so I felt that today it would just be helpful to share some of the resources and the mechanisms, like I said, that I put into practice to help navigate through um, my toughest times. Um, because we, we need something, we need something, um, I feel that it's just insane um, what we're experiencing uh, when we're looking looking at the news, when we're you know scrolling through our timelines, and I feel that rightfully so, it can make a person insane um, after living in the mist and, and not really dealing with it. So again, I just want to share just a few techniques that I picked up. Um, but before doing so, I should stress, (laughs) pun intended, um, I'm not a therapist. So I strongly advise you to reach out to a professional if you feel, um, you are far beyond incorporating these things on your own. Okay, so let me back up and um, kind of illustrate my situation of where where we were 
um, like right when the pandemic really started, things started to shut down. Um, my husband and I, we both work from home. Um, so we were, you know, pretty much at home um, throughout the day, uh, Monday through Friday. But we certainly had, you know, our um, social events or just, you know, obligations with the kids. Um, so we, we weren't just at home all day, every day. But of course, that all changed Um towards the end of March, um, early April. Um, and it definitely changed once it was determined that our kids who were age six and three, I believe at the time, um, that they were going to be home and they were also going to actually finish the school year virtually. And I remember thinking, wait, what? Uh, You guys actually expect them to really continue the school year? Why? (laughs) I I definitely didn't know the answers. um, And I didn't know what all, you know, these administrators were, um, were put up against. But I felt that the expectation for parents to to step in as teacher assistants and full-time teachers in some instances was just too much. Um, I know, again, there, there really weren't any other alternatives and there wasn't even time to really vet out a plan. Um, in our situation, my six-year-old was on spring break when it was decided that they weren't going to come back. Um, initially, it was, oh, you're not going to come back for another two weeks. Then towards the end of the two weeks, it was, you're not going to come back until a month later. Um, and then, of course, as we got closer to um that month ending, it was shared that you weren't going to come, they weren't going to come back at all. So, um, it was, it was just a crazy time. I remember immediately feeling overwhelmed, um, and, and thinking, yo, how, how is this going to work? Um, on top of that, um, top of, you know, COVID, not really understanding what this virus was about, just hearing that people were dying and they had to pull up refrigerated trucks in New York and just really scary stories. Um, Everything was at a standstill. And because everything was at a standstill um, and all eyes were on the social injustices blacks were facing, it just heightened emotions. It heightened anger. It heightened um, us just being frightened. Um, And I say us, not just blacks, but I, I think everybody was just kind of like, what's going on? What is happening right now? Um, you know, we're sitting at home, scrolling on our timelines, 
seeing video of George Floyd dying at the hands of police officers. We are seeing cell phone footage of how these men hunt down um, Ahmaud Aubrey. We hear the real story about Breonna Taylor and how the officers just, you know, rushed her apartment um, in the middle of the night. Just, just crazy. So those things on top of COVID, on top of figuring out like how to adjust um, our work life, our, our kids' school life, just all compiled to be a lot, a lot at one time. Um, there were days where I had to make myself get out of bed. I had to make myself shower, had to make myself tend to the kids. Um, I hated the routine, absolutely hated the routine. I despised not knowing when it was going to end. And I felt so lost um, not having any answers for the questions my kids were asking. I remember crying a lot. I remember being worried um, like all the time. And again, because of all of this, I just felt that my mental health was really in jeopardy um, and I needed to do something. I needed to really face this because from what I was seeing, it wasn't going anywhere uh, and it wasn't going to be better anytime soon. So here's what I did. Um, And again, I, I advise you if you feel as though like you're beyond the point of incorporating this um, to definitely seek like professional help. So I started working out. I started keeping a journal. I started uh, taking more time out for my family and I gave myself more relaxed deadlines. So let's let's break these down okay well number one I said working out but I didn't work out (laughs) um I wasn't doing like hit or pilates anything like that um it was it was really just walking and jogging um every day um which was actually prompted by the me um wanting like some time by myself so with the kids being at home all day coupled with like cdc guidelines there really weren't places that i can go there were so many limitations so i forced myself to just take a break um go outside get some fresh air go walk go for a short run um that led to me catching up with friends, catching up with family. And it was great because I really, really felt afterwards that I did something for myself. I, you know, got some fresh air. I did like a little bit of physical activity and I got to chat with, um, someone outside of my house. (laughs) So it was, it was really good. Um, it became something that I looked forward to and it still is something that I, I look forward to. I, I'm still doing it, uh, to this day. 
I also kept a journal, as I mentioned. Um, This was great because I felt that I really didn't have any type of outlet. You know, we all were going through this together. Um, Everyone across the globe. So I didn't feel like I could really talk to anyone about my feelings because, you know, they're facing the same thing that that I was, if not worse. Um, so the audacity to call up someone and complain about my kids um, who may be facing the challenge of finding childcare for their kids or to complain about my workload um, when they may have just gotten laid off of their job and looking for work. Um, I just felt, again, that it it wasn't an option. They could um, be looking at or experiencing something that is 10 times worse than than my situation. Um, So instead, I just started to write. I started to write things down um, in my little journal. I will say (laughs) the best part about doing that is... I'm able to to go back and read some of the things I jotted down, some of the things I once complained about. And it's just so funny. Um, a few days ago, I looked toward like the beginning of when things like first started. And I was complaining about the amount of food my kids were eating every day. That has not changed at all but it's just funny that there was a time that I had no idea whatsoever how much my how much food um, my children could actually consume in a given day and I feel like once they do start um, going back to like brick and mortar school they are definitely going to have to adjust to the amount of snacks and the the quantity of food that they are served each day Um, and you know it's just going to be a a new reality for them for sure Um, what was the third oh taking time out for my family was the third one so I I have been very fortunate where like I said um, Eric and I um, Eric's my husband we were working from home before this. Um, we actually work for ourselves. So we have a very flexible schedule, um, allowing us to um, kind of carve out some time to have with our kids. So we have been able to play rounds of Candyland, Among Us, Fortnite, um, Dress Up, Barbies whatever you name. Um, we can take them on a walk in the middle of the day. And it's it's been really, really great. I talking to some friends, some families, I think that they feel that that is one of the positives of everything that's going on is that we have been able to spend more time with our families, which is amazing. Um, as far as Eric and I, um, Eric is a little workaholic, uh, so it's it's challenging for us 
to really make time for each other between like making sure the kids are straight, making sure um, our work is done. Um, We don't have as much time together, but when we do, it's great. Um, But again, we were talking the other night and we both agree that we've definitely grown closer over the last what, 10 months or so um, because we we just had each other. It's just been the four of us in this house um, every day, all day. We've been forced to have some conversations which allowed us to really get to know each other all over again. So that's been really good. Um, and it's been, again, helpful with coping with, with the stresses of life. You kind of start to put things in perspective and be a little bit more grateful indeed. The last thing I said that was helpful was giving myself more relaxed deadlines. So easing up my workload, extending my deadlines it's helped tremendously. Uh, I try not to overwork myself these days because I feel like we all um, have more time. (laughs) The world has for sure slowed down uh, because of corona. And so I just feel why is there a need to continue to work like it hasn't? There isn't. So I started just jotting down a list of things, very few things, like perhaps three or four things um, that I absolutely must get done in the week. And then everything else, if it gets done, it's a bonus. Um, But if it doesn't, no worries. Like, again, um, we, in some sense have been fortunate to um, be forced to slow down, be forced to enjoy life a little bit more. And once I recognized that, it allowed me to change my view or change my perspective on how I worked. Um, There's no need for me to just grind, grind, grind all day, all night Um, when the world is has slowed down. Um, but if you choose, you know, the, those are the four things that, that I put into practice. If you choose to adapt one or all of these to help you better manage, um, I hope it does just that. I hope that it provides you the ability to, to cope with the mountain of stresses we're facing because it is truly a lot. On a lighter note, (laughs) let's talk about these truths and lie. Again, this is a no judgment zone, so um, don't judge me. Don't change your mind about me, ladies. So this week, my truths are, um, I did, I did spend $15 on a phone app, uh, a game phone app. I also woke up hysterical thinking that I contracted COVID, which leaves the lie of me not taking down all of our Christmas decorations just yet. 
So this game that I spent $15 on, this useless game, it's an interior designing game. And I spent way too much time on it, clearly, and, and now way too much money. But it's it's super fun. It's designing these rooms and you have your tasks or challenge to um, create these specific styles or specific moods um, for each room and you have to use you know um, certain colors they tell you or you have to use certain um, material like furniture materials Um, and it's just such a cool little game um, particularly if you love to to design or you love um, decorating so you should check it out and start spending money like me. Um, as for thinking I had COVID, um, false alarm. I actually ran earlier that day um, and it was really cold out. So naturally, you know, I had chills later on that night. I had a sore throat. Um, so once I discovered I could still taste which happened by me going into the bathroom in the middle of the night um, and putting a dab of toothpaste on on my tongue. I figured I was just, I was going to be okay. I just needed to take a few gulps of orange juice um, in the morning and and I would be cured. Wait a minute. Um, the decorations, the decorations are almost down. Eric has taken down the lights um, from outside. We've taken down the main tree. We've taken down all like the little knickknacks, like the stockings and little um, mini Christmas trees all around the house, the garland on like the staircase and catwalk. Um, but we have the kids, they have individual trees in their bedrooms like little mini trees and so I still have to take that down so I'm not done yet um I'm hoping to get them down this week maybe maybe I'll just extend my deadline for it um it's not on my high to-do list um I don't know I don't know what's I guess like the norm of when Christmas decorations should be down. I feel like it's MLK day. So I have a few more days left where I feel like maybe perhaps it's even the end of this month. Um, I don't feel completely bad because we do have some neighbors that still have their decorations up in their yard so we see them every night and they still turn the lights on and our entrance to the subdivision there's still like garland and a reef and lights on the bushes um, that are also um, turned on every night so I don't feel completely bad that we just have the two trees still up in the kids rooms but like I said hopefully I'll get them down this week 
nonetheless that is it for this week's episode i hope you guys have an amazing week and we'll talk soon